Ah, the great outdoors. Never have we craved to be outside in nature amongst our loved ones after having been in lockdown for many, many weeks. Many experts say there is a significant pent-up demand around the world to just get out. One of the companies best positioned to take advantage of this need this year is Delaware North. Now, you probably have never heard of Delaware North, but if you have ever been to the Grand Canyon, Yosemite, Yellowstone, the Kennedy Space Center, some resorts in Australia, a major sports stadium, or eaten at the airport, you have most likely been served by one of their 55,000 employees. In business for over 100 years, Delaware North operates on four continents and serves half a billion guests daily, working behind the scenes to create world-class experiences. My guest today is Andy Grinsfelder, VP of Revenue Sales and Marketing. I wanted to know from Andy if he concurs with the sentiment about people wanting to experience nature, how his company, Delaware North, will benefit from it, and how his strategies have changed in response. I must say, I have not had a conversation this optimistic in a long time, and his comment about automation and the right tools being required to maximize opportunities were enlightening. All right, welcome everyone, episode uh, 10 of uh, Unconstrained Conversation. Um, can't believe it's already been 10 weeks since we started that uh, uh, conversations. Um, uh, I guess mid-April we started doing this and um, super excited uh, again today. We have a very uh, interesting company and a very interesting guest, um, Andy, um, head of uh, sales, marketing and revenue for uh, Deliver North. And Deliver North is a very, very interesting company. And I'll let Andy talk about that um, uh, to give us a little bit of an introduction. And the reason why I wanted to get Andy on the podcast is because it's such a diverse company. It, it's perfectly positioned in what a lot of people are expecting to be the first wave of, of kind of recovery businesses in the tourism industry, which is um, leisure-focused, outdoor-focused, um, a lot of business in parks and 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 national parks. So um, I'm really excited about this conversation because Delaware North is is probably the, one of the companies that might we'll hear about that, but might benefit uh, from uh, the, the the need for the great outdoors and fresh air and and being away from big cities over the next couple of months. So Andy, welcome. Thank you, thank you, Klaus. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Sure. So tell me a little bit about uh, or tell the audience about Delaware North and, and uh, what you guys do and um, yeah. what um, Yeah, go ahead. Happy to fill you in. So um, Delaware North is a hundred year old private company, um, uh, family owned business. Uh, uh, the chairman is the only, is, and his father were the only two uh, owners of the company to date. Um, and it uh, got its start in contract business mainly around food service. So it started in movie theaters and minor league baseball parks and then expanded into uh, major league sports and uh, really doing the, the food and retail in, 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 those, in those types of venues. And then started expanding outward in, in other areas like airports, um, uh, racetracks and casinos. Um, and uh, about 30 years ago, um, uh, Bid on uh, a contract with uh, the National Park Service to operate the, the facilities, the uh, concession and um, services within Yosemite National Park, and won that contract. And ever since, has had a, a strong 
a good portfolio of businesses, both management business, uh, contracts in parks, as well as owned assets uh, in other uh, areas around parks and other um, outdoor destinations, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because, as you said, we're uh, uh, well positioned, I think, from a uh, we are primarily in on our hospitality side of our business where we're um it's it's almost wholly tourist uh, leisure tourist focused and uh the one business uh corporate business uh travel hotel we have we we can very much see that we're much better positioned in our um in our in the in the majority of our portfolio with that that leisure segment um especially as we uh, come into summer and things start to open up we've got a you know, we've got a really strong base of business that, uh, nice. that people are ready to get outside outdoors. I, yeah. I, it's not, you know, it's not, we, we dug a big hole. We, we, we tend to in national parks in particular, uh, some of the big, bigger ones uh, or more popular ones, there is a perception and some of it's uh, at times is true that, you know, people want to plan in advance to, to, to book those. And so we went into this, with a lot of business on the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know when I when I tried to make a reservation in, in, in some of these national parks that you have to make twelve a booking twelve months ahead. Otherwise you don't you don't get into one of those very amazing lodges that you have. Yeah, sometimes uh, it depends on the, the park and the sure. and the uniqueness of certain uh, room types or, or offers like some of those that you know sit out there with the best view or whatever. But uh, yeah so in general we have a very long uh, booking window. And uh, when this all started, people really, uh, well, so obviously, you know, we lost, like everybody else, we, we just shut down and lost all the business for April and May and, and really a lot of June. Um, uh, and I think people were sitting on their reservations for the summer, still hoping that they could make it there. But, you know, it became clear early on that the international travel wasn't going to be there. So that started falling off and has literally disappeared. Um, and so now we're we're really looking at, um, you know, there, there's a lot of research out there that, uh, about the return of the road trip, um, mm-hmm. that people are going to be very much more interested in road trips this year. Um, and I'll get to that in a second. I do want to address the outdoor piece as well. Is <laughs> obviously all of our locations are in the great outdoors. They're they're they, we almost all we we focus on on areas that are. Um, Allow you to get outside and, and hike and and bike and climb and, and and really get active. And I I think all through the pandemic, people have been recognizing that you know you can't you might not be able to go into your favorite restaurant, but you can still go to the park, your neighborhood park. And people, at least in my neighborhood, it's still been outside running and biking and trying to stay in shape and doing it in a responsible way. And so this is just our, I think we're set up for a natural extension of that we've put together great um, marketing campaigns and and uh, uh, to focus on those big wide open places and how uh, and that perception of safety. Uh, um, And I think I think people that's what people want right now. I do do think Mm -hmm. we're well positioned for that. Um, My my concern is when we talk about the road trips. You get there's there's a lot of different kind of road trips. Um, And, you know, take a road trip from to, to a place to a a destination that's an hour or two away from your house is that's that's pretty easy. It's the long haul road trips that we're really kind of waiting to see will that replace 
what we call the fly and drive. So none of our properties, by the way, are Uber's not going to take you to any of our properties. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a, you're going to spend some nice long period reflection listening to in my uh, you know your favorite music as you drive to these the remote destinations. I have uh, driven from Minnesota to um, uh, Yellowstone. Actually, it's a nice 17 hour drive, but I've done that with uh, with the family a few years back. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and, and generally, these those those road trips are you're, you're you're. I'm guessing you probably stopped to see more than just Yellowstone. You probably sure. saw yeah um, a number of different locations around there. Um, and what we have seen historically is we get a lot of um, people that fly into a region. So, for example, they might fly into Las Vegas. Or, or Salt Lake and, and hit what's known as the Grand Circle, which is a whole bunch of parks throughout um, Arizona and Utah um, uh, that, you know, it just because it's just some of the most magical landscape in, in the country. Um, but generally, um, you know, people, the, the vast majority of people coming from the East Coast really would fly in and then either mm -hmm. jump on a motor coach or, or, or rent a car to do that. So the question that is, is, has been raised is, the, the, the people aren't as willing or eager to jump on a flight right now. And will, will as many people do the drive across the country as would uh, traditionally get into an airplane and, and fly out and then drive uh, around a region. And do, you, do you have seen, have you seen, sorry, have you seen any of the, any, any of the market, the source market shift where you said, well, mostly it's, you know, it used to be typically East coast, but now it's more, the people from LA kind of driving up and, and spending the time there rather than They're people from the East Coast. Yeah. Okay. It's, All right. it's phenomenal. Um, so we are, uh, uh, we're in a, a position where, you know, in the last few weeks, our bookings have really skyrocketed. So our um, new bookings are, are, are going through the roof for, for these summer reservations and to the point where they're at or better than last year, um, uh, which was a record year for us. Um, and, but what we're also seeing at the same time is a, a disproportionate amount of people from the East Coast um, and, and some international customers who had held on to hope that they might be able to get here are, are, are finally adjusting their plans. Right. Um, and, and so we're seeing a, 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 actually a, there's actually an inverse correlation right now in our data set between states that are um, that you know have the highest number of uh, coronavirus cases uh, and uh, uh, our our production our production numbers for our, our properties and i think it's related mostly to the distance the drive distance the states that were hit hardest were mostly um east coast the east coast right um yeah. uh but uh um we are absolutely seeing on the flip side positive gains strong gains from from uh drive markets within uh, you know, those those states that are within um with where our properties reside within the state or surrounding states so right. So is that like a six, night, seven, right? six, seven hour drive or something like that? And, and yeah, it depends. Or just you know, a big drop off. Yeah. You know, you know, the drive tolerance out west is much easier. When I lived out west, you know, six hours <laughs> wasn't a big deal, but six hours out east is a, is a bit of a that's a long haul. You know, that's a that's a long right. day. Um, right. so, uh, but we have we have a number of uh, smaller regional destinations, some state parks where um, they're just doing fantastic, and and it's. Um, you're really uh, uh, primed for good good season because they didn't rely on long haul travel in the first place. They were always a regional destination um, where 
you know, they had a drive market uh, nearby within a couple hours. And what, and, and that was their only business. They didn't have any international customers. They didn't have a lot of people coming across the country. And what we're finding is uh, the people who, uh, as, as people's plans are changing, and, and this is a year where people who had initial plans, uh, would definitely there's a lot of research showing that those are changing, that, that, they're, that they're staying closer to home. They're, they're um, mm-hmm. looking for those regional destinations. So those for us are actually doing quite well um, in terms of uh, um, uh, strong growth over the last. And for us, really, the, the pace is, has accelerated a lot in the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, I was just going to, I was thinking while you were talking, I mean, from a, from a forecasting and strategizing and business planning perspective, it must be very challenging as you're almost, you know, one segment of your of your customer base is disappearing and is being replaced by a completely other one, but that's all short short lead times and, and probably behaviors are very different, right? So um, I know, uh, I know I'm, I'm going... Something more frustrating than seeing... Uh, record revenue production on the gross bookings and then looking over at the cancellation line and realizing it didn't all flow through. <laughs> well, as long as, as long as it ends up netting out and you're replacing what you're losing and, and in over, overall, you're still, you're still seeing progress. I mean, that, I guess that's still yeah. positive, right? Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was painful for the first six weeks, um, actually the first two months of this, just watching that, that forecast go down and down both the, you know, every, every day, you know, as, as our systems would reforecast, the line would just trend down and down because we were heading into that negative territory. We're like, and we had a lot of, like I said, a lot of business on the books and we didn't want to lose it. We didn't want to have to start all over. And luckily we didn't get that far um, before it, it finally started turning around uh, right. mid, mid-May. So. Do you see? Do you see kind of the uh, possibility that the season for you will extend back? I know it's some of the parks are closing in October, and then there's no way to keep the, the place open. But um, that that people will shift towards later in the in the summer, and then maybe into early September, and you get maybe a higher higher percentage than you would typically get. I don't think uh, so. I think our summer is going to be. Uh, I think July and August will do well. We're just getting our properties open now. Right. Um, and so I, I think June were, you know, it was just too much uncertainty with the opening dates uh, as mm-hmm. each, each property is contingent on a different set of uh, rules from different governing bodies and health officials. And, and, and so, and it, and it was just the uncertainty was driving is uh, making June a challenge, but as we get them open, um, the properties that have opened, it's it definitely accelerates once they're open, the, the, the pace of bookings. Um, and I think June or July, we still have enough on, uh, still have a, a great uh, solid foundation on July and August that we'll have, um, I'll say a good summer. It won't be a great summer for us. It won't be a mm-hmm. record by any stretch. Um, and then September actually right now, uh, it looks very strong for us. Um, and September and October, we moved a lot of, uh, for our properties that have conference centers, we moved a lot of group business, uh, probably uh, similar to a lot of, uh, resorts and conference centers, uh, moving uh, a lot of that business off to the fall. Um, and uh, so right now it looks good, but we're, it, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's risky business at that. Yeah. Point. Yeah. You don't know if it's going to shift to next year or just disappear. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. You, you, I mean, this conversation must have been one of the most positive of the, of, of all the episodes I've done so far. Um it just well, seems. Uh, it just seems there's a lot of optimism. There's a business coming in, and you, you guys are yeah, just that, in the right spot, right? 
Yeah, I don't want to sugarcoat anything because <laughs> Parks and Resorts is only a, a fraction of our overall company business. Yeah, so sure, I sure. mentioned the sports stadium. So that's a big chunk of our business is completely um, sitting empty right now, right? Of course, yeah. No sports in America. And so yes. um, our company overall is, um, you know, there's pieces that are getting back together and and, and have signs of life. Um uh, and we have a casino uh, group that a region with, with a number of regional casinos. It's also um, getting their properties back open, and, and there is a local interest there. To if they can't go on vacation, it looks like they're definitely interested in experiencing <laughs> spend the money somewhere else, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, that's coming back, but I don't want to sugarcoat it by any stretch. This is going to be a record year for us, and not in a good way. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, and I've been doing this for a long time. I've I've seen. I've seen, um, you know, properties closed from fires, properties closed from rock slide, landslides, rock slides, earthquakes, hurricanes, uh, 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 the plague. I had, we had the, a plague outbreak once. We had uh, a okay. disease. We've had all kinds of, 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 and then government shutdowns. Everything you can uh, just, we, we were well-versed in crisis management. Mm -hmm. It's never been this bad. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in the 25 plus years I've been doing this, this is this is the toughest it's ever been. And, um, I, but I, like I said, I've seen a lot of crises. We've always come out the other side, and 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 and, and we're stronger for what we learned and, and did. Uh, so. Well, and I think on that, you know, absolutely, it's been it's been horrible for everyone. I think uh, on the on the sports side, I guess um, you know. I, Every single person is rooting for sports to come back as quickly as possible and hopefully as safely as possible. So um, we'll, we'll see how that goes, right? And then you also have the airport business, the concessions there, um, yeah. which yeah. Um, the airport passenger numbers I've been I've been looking at closely. They're trending upwards every day, so that seems to be slowly but surely kind of trending back um, closer to what it used to be, but still a long way to go. Um, and, and and there's a you know sort of a co-tainer. A co cohort with our airport business in terms of as that comes back, I think it is going to bring back a a, a, a lot more of that long haul travel for us. Mm. For that mm. it, it feels to me people are trying to get out though. You know, I mean, from a personal perspective, right? I mean, there's just a lot of people that I talk to. They're like, I'm, I can't wait to get out. I'm I'm keeping my bookings or my reservations in whatever resort I'm, I'm in. And I, yes, I do feel a lot of people just want to get out into nature and, and enjoy it. Um, all age groups and kind of all walks of life. Well, we've been cooped up a lot uh, for the last mm. few months, haven't we? It's every, <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people need a break. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I think the interest is there. It's just a matter of the timing. And then there's the, you know, this is, this is rare. Um, Sort of crisis is 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 sort of a triple threat because we not we not only have the um, the, the pandemic to you know the, to be concerned about, but we have an, a serious economic concern as well, right? Yes. There's yes. a lot of people out of work, and that's um, significantly impacting our business. And when I looked at our um, uh, our demographic shifts um, uh, most recently, as the business starts coming back, we're realizing uh, that the, the age group that's that's um, fastest fastest to return right now actually faster than normal is the older age groups and and mm -hmm. and it shocked me because i was i would i had i had i guessed ahead of time i always said well those that's the group that doesn't want to 
that oh, they don't yeah. want to uh, because of the pandemic concerns but it's really seems to be more younger um the the millennial or the families are um possibly uh, we're seeing a bigger impact from the economy mm -hmm. than we are mm -hmm. Maybe there's a correlation with the, you know, 25% increase in RV sales or camper sales too, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and and I, I'll say we have some campgrounds and they're doing quite well. So I'm not, right. not going to complain right. there either. Um, right. yeah. so, so are you kind of in terms of your strategy, I don't know if you will talk about that. Have you have you made any significant changes in, in your, your business strategy? Obviously your, your segmentation is a little bit different now and you looked at, seems like you're looking at, data yeah. pretty closely. So, I think nothing that would surprise people. We're, we're definitely more focused on drive markets um, for each mm -hmm. one of our destinations. We have, um, uh, you know, we've had to become more efficient, right? So like everyone, we've had to make the uncomfortable decision to um, furlough a, a large percentage of our staff until this mm -hmm. business reopens and, and, and revenues start coming back in. And that forces you to be to try to be more efficient. We were lucky years ago on our revenue management side, we centralized um, our revenue management team a long time ago, and we've centralized key components of our um, marketing teams um, over the years. And we've we um, really took the last step as this started and said we've got to we've got to centralize um, a, a lot of the messaging and the and the and the effort here because we just can't do we can't customize it for every property anymore um, a lot of most of our properties are independent um, and so we really took a hard look at what the sort of the average across park visitors is and to, to customize some of that marketing effort um, we've and and we've leaned really heavily on automation and tools um, uh, we had switched uh, revenue management systems just last year and we, we actually spent three years between re revenue management systems and I mean, I would have been, we would have been in a world of hurt if we had, if this had hit when we were operating off the spreadsheets in between those systems, and because that system really allowed us to um, automate and, and, and um, ideas basically helped us get those, keep those rates current and up to date and out there without, and without constant um, supervision and vigilance. Uh, it's mm. not perfect. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, of course, it's definitely <laughs> more efficient than uh, than we ever would have been. Similarly, uh, we were looking at um, an RFP for CRS system. We were looking at PMS changes, and we we're and had any of those been in the works while this hit, we would have just been crushed. Um, the mm. fact that we were able that we've had those centralized and had the resources behind them um, meant we could get the basics done. Um, uh, efficiently um, on the, you know, and then on the, as it comes down to pricing and, and inventory and, and, and all the fun stuff, that's still market by market, market right? I mean, we're, uh, we have some markets where we absolutely are, we've got, you know, we've got some cases where we have supply constraints, right. um, where um, the, the supply constraint outweighs the demand um, shortfalls we're seeing so we're not we have no um, interest in in discounting or anything then we have some really hyper competitive markets we're in where the minute two or three hotels start dropping their rates there's nothing you can do 
<laughs> right, right. It feels to me now, now, kind of after this crisis, or as we're going into the into the next phase, it's it's even becoming more micro market and micro segment focused because you have you have all what you just described, and then you have government restrictions, and each 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 uh, state has their own, or each city has their own kind of phase, phasing. So you, you you need to be even more more uh, kind of focused on the individual market and places that you're operating in. Sure, we're opening. Um... Uh, the county that Yosemite National Park is in, uh, we're opening this is opening this week for tra leisure travel, and they put out just the other day they put out a notification. The first week it'll only be they're only allowing twenty five percent occupancy at any wow. of the hotels, and yeah. then go to fifty percent the second week. Um, so you have those su supply constraints that we're going. Well, we're already at that. And yeah. we're, what are we gonna do <laughs> with the overflow? <laughs> They're full, fully booked at twenty five percent. We're at, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have uh, parks where they're um, where we house our employees, uh, mm -hmm. so you know it's you live and work in the same place, and um, and in a lot of cases it was seasonal employees, uh, and, and um, that would in dormitory style accommodations, and we they would you know we would bunk up. I I I did it when I was a kid. I, I that's how I started in this industry, by the way, mm -hmm. um, and. The the new regs for safety and uh, um, really were to to uh, um, force uh, the you know single person single person rooms no no shared right. rooms anymore and uh, and so that basically limited you know we only had enough rooms for for barely enough people that we were you know staffing and so now we basically are limited to half the staff and trying to figure out how to operate with that half of that efficiency yeah. or twice the efficiency yeah. yeah. So, um, so there's a lot of weird things coming out from different uh, governing authorities. That we, and to your point, yeah. it's each market is different, and and both on the supply side and the demand side. Yeah, it's, it's super fascinating, and especially in kind of the the business that you're operating because it's so multifaceted. Each each of the locations I've been to, a, some of these places, obviously, and and each of these locations is so different, right? And uh, challenges that you have as a company is very different than a typical hotel company. Yeah. yeah. Uh, kind of last couple of questions um, as we're wrapping this up is kind of what what are your key learnings from a leadership kind of perspective? Um, you said you've you've gone through many crises before. Um, you know, if you have any any recommendations for the listeners, and then my last question after that is, which one is your favorite park? <laughs> uh, what's your favorite kid um, So um, some key learning. So I mentioned automation. Automation really does help. In a, in a crisis, um, it's just helped us get our messages out. We've had constantly changing, just like our CRM system, for example, just the number of changes and times we've had to tell people, sorry, we can't make, we're not gonna get open by in time for your arrival and just getting those automated messages out of what the changes are. Um, and automation on our revenue management system, on our, our reservation system, there's a lot that's really helped to get us through this. Um, I think I, I my favorite part of this has been this the um, uh, the remote the remote work experience. <laughs> um, I, I've I've actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, I guess I'm a closet introvert. I my, my my lead sales guy he's he's an extrovert. He can't stand it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I think with our company as a hundred year old company, there was a lot of the old guard who really looked suspiciously at remote work as if it was imagine yeah not real work. And that you know they've been it forced their hand, and they're seeing that we absolutely 
have not only gotten things done, but we've gotten things done much more efficiently than we, um, than we ever did, uh, just based on the fact that um, we're doing more with, with, with less. Um, and I really think, um, you know, I really hope that's something that, that lasts beyond this. From a personal perspective, I've learned to be more patient and appreciative of, and I think a lot of people have. I think our customers have been very patient with us um, when we've, you know, posted uh when we didn't hit a date or something and posted an apology on facebook they'd they'd respond saying that's all right we understand and, mm. and they've been patiently waiting for us to get open because they you know they love some of these destinations our staff has been very patient and those both those that are um you know uh, sorry those that are still yeah. working and those that have been on furlough and right. anxious to get back to work um so it's really and, and a lot of our partners as well. You can really see who um, who takes the term partnership seriously in in, in, in crises like this. And mm -hmm. it's something I, you remember well beyond the crisis. Um, so, as we're about definitely to a time, definitely a time to kind of for everyone to come closer together, right? I mean, professionally, personally, um, and 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 kind of hopefully and and even if you do it virtually it still feels closer in many respects than than before yeah and for you are we are definitely forced to get to get on the phone so for me we it was easier to um uh get in front of people that were in the office but we have a lot of uh our, our team is out in the field you know spread across the country and this forced me to be a little bit more equitable and who i'm in constant contact with um so it's not sometimes that ivory tower thinking coming from a corporate office. Yeah. Uh, my favorite park, uh, I would say, um, well, I got, I, actually it's, it's not even the park that we operate. I'd say my favorite park is Zion National Park. Um, mm. And we don't actually have a, a lodge there. It's not one of ours, but I, um, I met my wife there. She grew up there. Um, uh, started dating there. I, um, so we started our our life together there. Very uh, twenty five. Got married twenty five years ago there in the, in the park. So that'll always have special memories for me. I can imagine now. I will tell you is a little place called in the parks. It's a little place called Bear Paw um, High Sierra Camp. It's in Sequoia National Park, and it's a six. It only has six units. You have to hike um, twelve miles to get there along the um, this, this chasm edge. And you, when you get there, you're at the edge, uh, the, the, the property sits on the edge of the Great Western Divide, which is just huge, the tallest peaks in the Sierra just across the divide. Just stunning property. And you, and it's, and it's just a little, little um, high Sierra camp. It's their tank uh, platform cabins. So they're, they're canvas cabins, um, but they, you know, they give you a, a nice warm meal, hot shower. You don't have to pack a lot <laughs> to get there. And and, uh, and it's a good base camp to go out and, and explore some of the most remote parts of, of this year. So. Wow. Sounds like a, the, the perfect place for the summer, um, kind of where, where people just want to summer. get out. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it, it tends to sell out pretty. pretty <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, not a very big property. So. <laughs> That sounds really fascinating, and 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 I agree, Zion. I've been there uh, a few times, and it's it's one of my favorite parks. When you get it back into the Narrows, and you start walking into the the kind of the slot canyons and things like that, yeah. it's spectacular. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, th thank you, Andy. That was fascinating. Uh, a really, really great uh, kind of overview of where you're at, and, and I'm I'm glad it's uh, at least on the hotel side. It's it's looking quite positive for you, um, and hopefully the the sport sports world will restart uh, soon for you guys as well. But uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm a big sports fan, so I can't wait. To <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a brilliant conversation. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, and, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. And I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes linked to the episode. Help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating. And don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.